Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, the guys asked, what's in your wallet? Dirty Honey released their first LP, did it disappoint, and oh yeah, Matt's getting gear curious again. Is it too much? Is he consistent? We'll figure it all out this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, here's two guys who put the con in concert, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Matt. I'm Dave. Welcome to Welcome the podcast. Welcome to the pod. <laughs> I put the con. We put the con in concert. <laughs> yeah, man. I'd have a con to anybody. I'm not like a scalper. Uh, <laughs> well, we're gonna get into it, so what we'll am figure I, it out. What am I, a scalper? I mean, what's what's up with that? Yeah, you are a scalper. Oh man, that's that's good. That's a good one, Dave. Hey, hey you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, I, have to, I have to keep, I have to keep on your toes you with these intros. That's exactly right. So, another week's what are you gone drink, what are you by. Drinking over there, what yeah, you drinking? I'm drinking a nice, um, you know. Pinot Noir, you know, Ooh, no. you oh, know, oh, sophisticated. I'm really into the, I'm really into the IPAs, but I had to cut back, had to um, watch the calories. So now I occasionally drink this Pinot Noir. This is what happens when you're a guitar dad and you got to, um, you know, watch the guitar dad bod. You got to watch the bod. Bod's you know? got to be watched. Got to be careful with those IPAs. I still indulge in some every now and then, but you know. You got to be careful. So I kind of yeah, I miss them. I miss them. I miss them. I told I sent Dave a text last weekend. I had gone for like a super long bike ride, so I felt like I earned it. And um, I got I was drinking. I drank one IPA after like a very long bike ride, so I felt like that was okay. And, yeah, I think um, it's kind of crazy was, now. We're at the age where it was we great. have to like you got to earn it to drink your IPA. <laughs> got to so earn you it. You know, well you it is. It. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're not going to turn this into like a health podcast, but um, they it's outrageous how many calories are in these things. So yeah, some of them are crazy. And yeah. So, um, but you got to drink one occasionally. Like, come on, we're not like, you know, who are we like Adam Levine? Like, what, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one day, maybe one day somebody's going to tune into YouTube and see you with your shirt off over here. I'm not, so. <laughs> I'm not trying to prance around shirtless like Adam Levine in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Speaking of YouTube, if you're if you're if you are watching, thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, if you're not watching, check us out on YouTube. Guitar Dads, do a search. We'll be on there. Click the uh, click the notification bell. Click the you know hit the hit the like. All that all the stuff. You guys know what to do on on the socials. Do they- we also got Instagram. Check us out. Uh, Guitar Dads Pod. Also on Twitter, Guitar Dads Pod. And we're constantly posting new stuff. So. If you want to be, uh, you know, if you want to get in on the game, then check us out and follow. Yes. What do we get tonight, man? What are we doing? Let's get into it. The first topic we want to discuss tonight, we got some positive feedback about last week's topic about kind of industry stuff, right? Streaming industry, the music industry in general. So we figured, you know, we might have another topic to talk about that's getting to be kind of interesting and relevant as we get out of the COVID times, um, which is concert ticket pricing, right? Yeah. I mean, concerts are definitely back in, in, to some, in some capacity, right? And acts are getting out there and it's only a matter of time until some of the bigger acts get out there. And that's kind of what, where this, where this conversation is going to go is more like the bigger acts in, or at least, you know, right now, the the concert, what you had seen last week that 
here we you know if you if you're not familiar with the pod we're we're local we're we're uh close to boston we're just north of boston yep so last week we get uh, this notification that uh, what Guns and Roses and the and then the, so the Motley Crue Fen- Def yeah. Stadium tour everything's like booking at Fenway. So all the, like, the what? all the yeah so all the Fenway Park shows it was kind of announced that they're on for the yeah. summer right and we're, and we're just all like and this is like starting in uh, July and it was recently announced here that um, as of that the restrictions aren't even going to be completely um lifted in massachusetts until august so it's like well how are these concerts in in uh july gonna happen if the restrictions are still in place and they can't pack a stadium and they have to be at 25 percent or whatever our restriction is now so it's all very curious into is very what, curious what's exactly exciting gonna happen? at the same time exciting because yeah you know, shows might be coming right yeah exactly and we're seeing like across the country things are opening up um, the thing that got me excited was I think it was like Australia or is it New Zealand where there New was New Zealand. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the big that massive show. Yeah, the, was it a show or was it like a, a football thing? I, I forget. I what it was, it was. No, I think it was a concert. I think it was. A yeah, show. maybe it was yeah. a concert and it was like a massive stadium packed stadium. And I was like, wow, we haven't seen one of those for a while. So it's going to come back. I think you know, there's going to be people are going to have their levels of comfort around that. But I think you know, it's coming back and it's going to be awesome. And we're all it's going to be great. But that got us into looking at looking at tickets for these things, just out of curiosity and seeing what was yep. available. And you know, to no to to no surprise for us at least, the the ticket prices are astronomical for some yeah. of these shows. Yeah. And they've only it's only going to get worse with COVID because the demand is going to be there. And you know, prices I don't see them coming down ever. I just think that they're going to continue to. To, to climb exponentially almost it's pent up demand right so so this this is an interesting kind of thing because these are technically rescheduled shows that we were looking at and and let's just be clear what we were looking at we we're looking at guns and roses we were also looking at the Def leopard motley crew poison joan jet um show uh which i mean come on i mean that's going to be awesome um, you know, if, if Vince Neil can even sing anymore, I don't, can, can he Dave? I don't know. Um, but we well, know that I, Joe I mean, Elliott, the, la- the only, the first and only time I ever saw them was, uh, when they opened for Aerosmith and that was back in, I think 2000, oh geez. I mean, I want to say 2007 maybe, but Def and Leppard is still killing it. Def Leppard's still killing it. But Vince that night, I mean, that was, that was years ago too. And that night he was way off and he yeah. even told the crowd, he goes, listen, I blew my voice out last night. Oh, so God. I can't sing. Oh, that's terrible. So it was, it was not, it was not the most yeah, so, <laughs> so it remains to be seen if it's worth it. But Joe, Joe so Elliott. 14 years later, we'll see if he can still sing. Yeah. But it's Joe Elliott's the, the lead singer at Def Leppard, right? Oh, he can he's, still crush he's, it. Yeah. He's, he can still crush he it. He sounds good. So I, I think that could be a good show potentially. And then, you know, maybe it's a train wreck. Maybe it's not for Def Leppard. But at least you would get to hear the the uh, the Mick Mars tones. Um, well, speaking of guy, and speaking of guys that love to take their shirts off when playing guitar, Phil Collin, right? I mean, Phil Collin, not to be confused with Phil Collins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh maybe, yeah, maybe maybe Adam Levine will. Yeah, come now does he, that's that's a really good point. Does he drink IPAs? He can't drink any. IPAs. Yeah, I don't think he drinks anything. I mean, he probably just drink water, coconut yeah, water. He, well, no, he no, he came out and said that he gained a lot of weight during the quarantine. Oh, really? During lockdown? And oh, he interesting. Actually had to take it back down, but they dude's still a beast. I mean, he he he's not, he. I mean, look at him. He, how I don't even know how old he is, but he. Looks, I think he's he, almost he like he's sixty, dude. He's like sixty. 
I think they all got to be in their 60s, yeah, right? Yeah. He's, I mean, he's amazing. Anyway, I, I don't think he drinks IPAs, though. I'm going to look this um, up while you chat. Yeah, he um, he probably he follows like the um, the no IPA school to be able to take your shirt off and play guitar on stage uh, along with Adam Levine. So, so there you go. Uh, right, you got an age guess? Uh, I said 60. What? What? How far 63. off? 63. Wow. Not, not that far off. Amazing. The guy's 63. Anyway, you know, yeah. Phil Collin, badass, plays those uh, Jacksons, right? Yep. Plays Jacksons still. Um, they're just just awesome. Great tones. Um, just awesome stuff. So anyway, if we get back to the topic. So so Def Leppard. So we, we were kind of checking. So these are rescheduled shows. And I don't think they gave everybody a refund. So like technically, I don't know how they can sell any tickets. Like I don't fully understand this. They must be thinking like most people aren't going to show up. I have no, it, maybe they weren't. They weren't. They probably weren't sold out shows to begin with. And so, you know, maybe they can, they think they can sell additional tickets. So there's not that many tickets available. And nope. the, the ones that are available, even seats that aren't that good are well over a hundred bucks. And right? if you're so, familiar with Fenway Park, the seating for a show there is, you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of a, a trade-off. If you're going to be up close, some seats can be way off to to the side of the stage and almost obstructed view, right? They they even say that on some of these. Yeah, tickets. they say it on the ticket. And but you're let still me just paying go, a fortune for yeah. those up front cl- because you're closer to the stage. Let, let me just go on a rant about the whole Fenway Park thing. Yes, it's very cool that they have concerts there. It's a very historic place. I grew up going there, watching the Red Sox. I still go occasionally to see the Sox. It's a great time. Dave actually was there not that long ago. They invited some healthcare people, um, so that was cool, right, Dave? Yeah, I mean the places. I love. I love the. I love the place for Red Sox game for a concert. It's really yeah, I mean, it but would for, ha- it has yeah. to be an act I really want. to Yeah, see. so for I just don't think it works for concerts, and I think like you know the cool thing about it, it's like it's a party atmosphere. It's really cool. It's Fenway Park, so there's that. But in order to like actually see the show, it's not the best place. And, you know, a lot of people probably listening to this, especially people that are local, and they're like, what are you talking about? Like, it's awesome. Like, ah, I disagree. I'd much rather see a show at Great Woods, whatever it's called now, which is like a shed, like a pavilion kind of shed place, or even Gillette uh, Stadium. I'd much rather see a show there. Um, uh, yeah, so. I don't know. I'd, ar- I'd argue with you on Gillette. I mean, unless you're going to sit... Unless you're going to sit on the, uh, at field level yeah. and close to the stage, well, that's what I would sit. A, if it's GA or something <laughs> like that, but I would not. I would not go to a show at Gillette and sit in that second level. Maybe I'd sit in the first level, but the sound there is just yeah. I wouldn't sit. I, yeah, I wouldn't sit in the second level at pretty much any concert. But that's just me being a total snob. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I mean, that brings up, brings me to the point though. Yeah. This whole discussion is like if you're going to be paying. 250 minimum yep. for some of these shows you should be a snob you want it you want to hear a good show i don't want to just go see guns and roses just just to see guns and roses i mean i, I do want to go to yeah see so but i don't know if i want to drop 250 to hear yeah a, a terrible show no i i'm not going to enjoy it no i think that's so true and i think this is kind of like you're kind of hearing i guess you're kind of hearing like the old cranky guitar dads that are coming out of us because i think when you're young and you're like in your 20s 
you know, it's like it's a party atmosphere. You're going to go, you're going to have a few drinks or partake in, you know, some substances, you know, and you're like, you don't really care. You're with your friends. Like, you know, the music is there. It's a party atmosphere. It's a great time. Like, you know, the older I've gotten and getting more into the music and wanting to actually see what's going on on stage and and be like immersed in it. You know what I mean? And, you know, and this is the other thing, if you haven't been to a big show and sat really close, and I, I've been lucky enough to get some like general admission tickets at, at Guns N' Roses and U2, and um, to be that close and a stadium show is like an unbelievable experience. And it kind of completely spoils you. <laughs> So, yeah. so, so, so that's the problem is like, once you get a taste of that, it's like, well, why am I going to pay a lot to like, look at like, from my perspective, like ants on a stage. And then I have to look at a jumbotron. Like I get it. Like there is a part party kind of atmosphere. So unless you're going with like a great group of people and you're going to have just the greatest time, um, you know, like I said, partaking in various substances, well, let's face it, I'm you know, going, then what's I'm the point with you? So it's not going to be that fun. Well, man. that's true. You know. Well, you know, like no offense, but <laughs> no, but no offense, but like going with like one or two uh, friends is much kind of a different atmosphere than going with a group of people. Oh, right. Total, it's a totally different. So like, with two people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I get like maybe with a group of people, you, you know, it's back in the day where I think everybody probably in their local area has like what, what I'm calling like the shed. There's like a pavilion and then there's like a lawn and back and you can get like the cheap lawn seats. Right, but the like, sound the sound there is the sounds in most of these. That's right, and the lawn and good, the lawn right? the lawn mm-hmm. seats at this at this place were always good. But that that was like the place where you would go if we're going to go with a handful of people and kind of party it up. Then you right, know, right. the lawn's yeah. fine. You know, like whatever. We're not really and let let's be honest. Those uh, shows we went to, Dave, we didn't really pay that much attention to the concerts. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> it was more about you know the party. So so but, I th- to, you know. To, yeah. Go back in a little, you know, Matt and Dave history here. Uh, there, there have <laughs> been several shows there where bands have, you know, they've had second stages up on the lawn. Yeah, right? Aerosmith did that. But that that, did that was cool. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. So that that's yeah. kind of cool when you can when you when you see a show like that. But but I, I mean, I guess who? So who's getting who? Who do you think is getting priced out of this? Like the I feel like the average music fan, yeah, really average music fan. I mean, certain certain bands that you absolutely love, like a Guns and Roses. You know, uh, name you're, that, you're, I mean, Aerosmith yeah. for me, yeah. I, I could, I could justify paying that kind of money because maybe this is the last time I'll ever see him. Well, but you the know, average music fan, this is, people are getting priced out of these shows. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know though. I mean, cause like, you know, this is the thing, Dave, like we go to these shows that, you know, have mainly older crowds, but people like Taylor Swift you know, Justin Bieber, all these pop people, you know, Ed Sheeran even is a poppy guy. Like they find these kids, they find ways to go. So this is, this is kind of brings me these to this kid, this kind of, well, it's true. They're kids. <laughs> it, it brings, <laughs> it brings me to the, to, to the point of the demand is there, right? The demand for concerts, like the kids will go Ed Sheeran a couple years ago, came to Gillette stadium and sold out like two or three shows, like that that's unbelievable. The guy's like a solo act and he's selling out like two, three shows at Gillette. And it's all kids yeah, that are going to see him, right? And their right, par- right. and their parents are taking him, right? So the parents have the money to do it, right? Yes, I'm sure there's certain populations of people that are completely priced out of this. And it's like, no, I can't afford to pay, you know, three, four hundred bucks to take you and a couple of your friends to um to see Ed Ed Sheeran, right? But you know, like my sister in law who has has teenagers, she took her girls to see Ed Sheeran, 
you know, and they loved it. And she bought like, you know, she couldn't afford like super expensive seats for all three of them. So, you know, she got like just like decent seats that were up in like the rafters, but they still had a great time because it was like a big experience. Um, yeah, uh, that, for them, that, that, you know, that's definitely a cool experience for somebody like that. But yeah, if yeah. you're somebody now, now if you're a little bit older, um, or, you know, if you, if you want to go as a family to some of these shows oh, it's you, and you, and you want to see, and you want to get great seats, I mean, you're talking like, for now we're looking at Guns N' Roses, right? 250 minimum. Yeah. Two, two, 200 right? to you're 250. Not, plus fees. Now you're talking yeah. well, almost $1,200 yeah. for concert tickets for a family of four. That's yeah, it's, insane. It's not, not that families go to, not shows. that families go to Guns N' Roses, but, but if yeah, they yeah, did, yeah. it'd be, ex- <laughs> if they did, it'd be expensive. But yeah. no, I think this is what it comes down to, right? Like it's what we were talking about last week. The um, just to reiterate, you know, the industry's changed, you know, and artists have realized increasingly that they're leaving money on the table if they don't charge what they can reasonably get. And and like I said last week, they're even leaving more on the table because the scalping industry exists and can sell tickets for even higher. So what I didn't go into last week, though, is this whole there's an interesting kind of game that the popular artists all have to play with ticket prices. They have to charge enough so they don't f- feel like they're leaving a ton on the table because the demand is there, right? But they don't want to charge a, so like an absorbent amount like the scalpers can get and end up you know having bad kind of bad um I don't know what we want to say bad pu- publicity, right? Like just right, like yeah, exactly. That's being seen point. as gouging their fans and taking advantage of their fans. So there's a fine line that they have to walk where it's, okay, I know people are willing to pay 300 bucks for one of my tickets, but that's outrageous. So I can't charge 300 bucks for like seats that aren't that great. So I'll charge 150 bucks, right? But like, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, don't you think like the app, so when I say average fan, let me define that a little bit. I mean, so let's throw another band. Let's, um, let's throw a, you know, name a band that we that we love, right? Think about like oh, Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Let's use that. Let's use this tour, right? So you're a Def Leppard fan. You you know you you growing up liking that music, Motley Crue, and you're like, oh, this would be a cool show to go to. But you're yeah. not like you're not like one of us who were obsessed with this kind of music and we love it, right? Yeah. You're gonna look at these tickets and you're gonna say, I don't know. I don't know if that's worth it to me. Yeah, now, now, maybe yeah. a show like that's not a great example because it's such like a it's such a it's a it's almost like a festival in itself. It, it's four great acts that yeah. I mean, how could you go wrong? But but the average fan who's not super pumped to see Motley Crue, super pumped to see Def Leppard come to town, do you think they're gonna pay two fifty or more to go see that show? Yeah, it, it it remains to be seen if that's gonna be a sustainable amount of money. I think it will be a little bit post-COVID because of the pent-up demand and people are just dying to get out and have a great time. So I think like, I think, I think they're going to be able to get away with it for a little bit. I really do. So you see, oh, okay. So you see, so you think some of these prices will come down eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as things get super back to normal and people are more comfortable going out than the demand, um, you know, might, it might, the demand, you know, the demand might actually come down a little bit. Whereas I think this pent up demand for this now, you know, the other side of that, now I'm like flip flopping, you know, the other side of that argument, the other side of that argument is like, maybe there isn't the demand because people are skittish about COVID. So, so in order to even make these shows of uh, viable, you know, they have to, they have to lower the price. Right. 
the demand isn't there. It, it's really kind of like it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But based on what we saw with these ticket prices, it seems like they think the demand is there and they're going to charge what they want to charge. But I agree. I don't think it's super sustainable. I think eventually it gets to a tipping point. But here's the thing, Dave. Pre-COVID, especially for like we see these acts, which for all intents and purposes are almost like a nostalgia acts, right? Aerosmith, Guns N' yes, Roses, they, yeah. Def yeah, Leppard, right. like the guys we want to see are almost like nostalgia acts. So they're not going to be able to get what like what like you know what Taylor Swift can get and what Ed Sheeran can get and what you know like Bruno Mars can get. I remember Bruno Mars came a few years ago to the Garden in like the cheapest ticket to the TD Garden in Boston. And the cheapest ticket, because I'm a fan of his, and my wife is a huge uh, fan of his, and we would have loved to go. We looked, and the tickets, I think, for like the rafters were like 300 bucks. Yeah, the lowest ticket was yeah. about three hundred. And I was and like, that was like last row. Up yeah, the and I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I was like, I'm not paying that. This is outrageous. But you know, he's he was hot, super hot at the time. He can get it, you know. Um, and like I said, the scalping stuff, the demand is even there for that. So this is the thing, like the demand is here for this and I, I don't see it going away. <laughs> I think with, to, to your point, though, with the scalpers, though, I think and, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to get into a whole political thing here, but I think at some point, you know, uh, somebody's got to step in with so this. This is a game that they play. How many times do you see? You know, something, a show go on sale and boom, next thing you know, most of the tickets are gone. You're getting like cheap seat. You're well, getting like a really terrible seat for an expensive car. That's because these 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 resellers are, are somehow able to to get all these tickets, you know, at a, at a, probably before they even go on. Well, I'm sure before they go on sale to the general public. So and here's these back end deals. right? So he I mean, so that's you just hit it. That's what was going on. I think less. I think the artists are standing up to it now because they know they get a bad rap for like even like even though like they're not the ones that are selling it, they know that it isn't good for them and it pisses people off when scalpers are charging outrageous prices. But it has happened and it probably still happens where managers of artists will cut backdoor deals with scalpers and say, "Yep, I'll give you the first. I'll give you X amount of tickets in the first five rows." And you give me a cut of your your profits. It happened all. It used to happen all the time. If you go, if you Google this stuff, I'm sure you can it read. Still it. Happens. If you Google I have this no stuff, that it does. But if you Google this stuff, you can read about it. I actually listened to an interview with Kid Rock where he openly admitted he did this. Right. Wow. And now, and then he kind of said, and then after a while, he said, "Like this is BS. I'm done." And he well, stopped so the, doing. I guess it. the the bigger question though is, it do, does. You know, do um so do companies like Live Nation have these back end deals, these backdoor deals going on? They, know, they where, probably kind of they they probably that, do as well. Exactly, they I'm they, sure they, they probably do, do yeah. as well. But he, here's the thing: this is that's also part of the reason why you've seen all the the pop ups of the VIP t- tickets, the different tiers of tickets, like meet and greet, uh, VIP, backstage. It's it's the artist way to say, yeah, I can charge a thousand dollars a ticket too, but I'm going to give you all this extra stuff, right? So like, don't pay a scalper, pay me, but I'll give you all this extra stuff. And so that's their way of combating the scalpers is these kind of perk things. Like if you look at the Guns N' Roses show, it's like there's a million tiers. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, you can yeah, pay you can yeah. pay up to like like five thousand dollars and do a meet and greet and be backstage and have catered free drinks and you know it's it's outrageous. But that's that's how that's their way of saying like 
I'm going to do it on my own, but I'm going to do it so it feels like a value to the people that can afford it. You know, even people that can afford that stuff, they're like, why should I pay five grand to a scalper? You know, like what? I'm, what? That's not worth it to me, even though I'm rich. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that, and that this is just like more of like a personal thing for me. Like that really bothers me that, you know, somebody who just has money that just wants to pay for that experience, who is not like a super fan of Guns N' Roses like we are. You know, gets to take gets to take advantage of that, and we can't. Yeah, well, save your money, oh, Dave. It's called off, capitalism, right. man. I know it is. I know. I know. It still bothers me. Save you, but that, but the, you know, but it is an interesting point because you know, around that time is when you started to see all these things pop up, and it also is a it also is a um, way that they can squeeze as much as they can because they know they're not getting from the album sales like they did back in the day, right? So there's that as well. So. So, you know, the bottom line on this is I feel like people are just not going to stop this. I think this is going to be, as it comes back from COVID, the demand is going to come back strong, strong. A lot of economists and other people are saying, like, it's going to be the roaring 20s post-COVID. It is. Um, it is. So, I mean, they've Definitely, already seen it, right? Certainly gonna hit the mar- it's going to certainly hit the concert market for sure. Yeah, like the domestic travel, as just one example, has gone way up. Right. There's like it, it like I think it like doubled over the last like couple of months as people are got vaccinated. You guys right. can fact check me, but um like domestic travel in the in the US has gone way up. And I think, you know, as people get vaccinated and just get more comfortable in general, they're gonna they're gonna wanna do these things and they're gonna pay. They you are know? gonna pay. Yes, there's you know knows. you know, and you know, let's not forget there's a lot of people that lost their jobs and 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 had problems in in you know, and that's, it's, it's tough for those, for those people, but there's a lot of people that did not and like saved up that's all right. their cash yep. all this time. Cause they haven't been doing anything. They haven't been traveling. They haven't been going out to eat. You know, they got all this money to just burn and they're going to burn it. You know, it's going to so happen. Let me, let me, let me, let me wrap this up with a question that I'll pose to you. So what is your, what is your cutoff? Right. Like what's your, what's your oh, ticket geez. price that you would pay? And then it let depends me, depends on the, let, depends on no, the no, band. So let me, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, a, like a, I'm going to give you a, um, you know, a, a certain, like, you know, a certain, a tier of, of bands. Oh, I'm talking we, oh, here we go. the Guns N' Roses, the Aerosmiths, those guys. If you want to call them nostalgia acts, that's fine. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, insulted, are you insulted? Are you insulted by nostalgia acts? Right. <laughs> but okay so that that tier of 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 act that, that that i know you love that i know that you know you you pay a pretty uh, a hefty sum for what's your cutoff for 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 that level oh geez well it, de- it depends on a lot of things right like it depends you know what your personal situation is with finances you know oh, here we go High it depends it depends on a lot of things but me i mean to number. me but I, I mean to me i think once once you get over that 500 market start you start to question it you know, okay. you're starting, so you're like, is so this really, okay. right. you're like, you know, I, I would pay, I would say I would pay up to 500 if I could be in like a general admission pit in front of the stage or really good seats, you know, in the first like 10 rows or something like that. You know, I, I would, cause, cause, cause I've been there and I know the experience and I, and it's an amazing experience and I would pay for that. You're right. Like people go on vacation and drop thousands and thousands of dollars. You know, I'm, I'm fine with, with saying like, okay, 500 bucks, you know, man. And then if it's the right, like VIP package, if I get to like go poke around slashes, slashes, guitars and amps, um, maybe I go, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe I go up to a thousand. 
<laughs> I, I didn't know Slash was allowing fans to just grab a grab a like grab a Les Paul and play. Yeah, if I can like put well, I, I, they wouldn't let you touch your guitars. But if I could just go see the 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 like the setup with my own eyes and maybe like like accidentally like turn up his amp or something. <laughs> <laughs> That, that would be when he when he goes into the first like a strange solo, it's like way loud. What what happened? <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh man, right, it was so it was the VIP. I'm picking out for five hundred then. All right, good. Yeah, so th- so that's my number uh, five hundred, but a thousand if I get to touch Slash's amps. <laughs> All right, that's that's good. What good about enough. you, Dave? Wait, what are you thinking? I, you know what? If I'm gonna touch Slash's amp, I don't know. But uh, you know, for a good seats and a in a in a show that I really want to see, I I'm lower. I'm around three. Okay, I think that's, right, that's fair that's enough. That's about as much as I, I mean, because that's like to me. Well, I mean, that's a like shitload a, of money we're talking about here for one show. It's right? A lot of money. Yeah, yeah, it it's is. A lot of it money. is a lot of money. to me, like three. So three hundred dollars can buy you a decent cheap guitar, right? Yeah. Well, you put it in those terms. Yeah. But at the same time, like you can barely fly anywhere for three hundred bucks. Right, that's I mean, true. You, th- you put it, you can put it in all kinds of terms. You can put it all uh, in all sorts of perspective. You yeah, can put on this yeah. Stuff. But you anyway, know, it's all relative. But but anyway, so I don't know. I think we've I think we've killed this topic. But you know, I think we killed this topic. <laughs> but uh, we destroyed uh, it. We've destroyed it. Speaking of destroyed. Oh yeah. Dirty honey. Nice I know tra- you've heard the nice album. transition. I know you've been obsessed with it. Let's nice. just get into this. The Dirty Honey album is probably guitar dad album of the year as of now unless like something completely blows us away uh this is probably guitar dad album album of the year i just gotta say i I don't see anything topping it i just can't (laughs) i I can't i'm sorry what could possibly top this it's that good guys who's due i don't even know who's due out to put or who's who's due to put an album out this year wow there's a lot of people so if there's if there's albums that are due to come out later on this year there, there, there could be some other things that that could easily top it, but we don't know. Well, I mean, we don't but, know. But this, if you got, we've talked about this band before. But if you like kind of dirty rock and roll, blues, bluesy rock and roll, you, there it is. You will like they got this the shirt band. on tonight. Dave's got the shirt. They got the lips thing. It's kind of like a takeoff of the Stones, but it's still cool and unique in its own thing. Um, which is kind of like the band, right? Like they have like these kind of. Um, influences of all these classic bands um but they still they're very much their own thing and are and 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 are awesome great songs you know great like riffs guitar riffs this is why it's such a great guitar dad band is the riffs are killer i actually on our instagram i posted a riff i love one of the one of the riffs and i just happened to have my guitar in my hands when i was listening and i was like oh let's figure out this riff so i put i put it up on instagram of me playing along one of their songs i think it was tied up tied up yeah yeah it was tied up yeah Yeah, that's a great but like you could do that with any of the songs the riffs are incredible yeah and that's the thing so he i I, and i texted you this earlier today so it but just to make the point to people listening, th- these guys really know how, and they're they're incredibly young. I mean, they're they got to be in their early. I know they're in their early twenties, and for a band that young, that inexperienced, to be able to honor rock and roll like they do and honor the past, but at the same time, put their flavor in it on it, it they're it's just incredible That's what awesome. they're able to do. If you listen to this album, it just the the influences that you hear from. The, the the phrasing that he uses is so like Angus and Slash and, yes, and even yes. 
And there's even some like Tom Morello in there too. Oh yeah, really they, there's one right? song that's very um very audio Tom slave. Morello, right? Yeah, it's very, it's, very it, rage audio slave, yeah, right? It's very there's one song in particular that's it sounds extremely like Cochise from Audio Slave. It totally It's does, not not yeah. exactly the same, but that total feel, you know. But he even has some of those like Morello-ish riffs and other, in he other does. tunes too, yeah, yeah, you know. And yeah. it's in it and if you listen really closely and it's just his He's got such a feel, and he's this. this it's true. John, John Notto, he's an incredible guitarist. John Notto, I, I really yeah. enjoy that. I, I really enjoy him. Check out this band, guys. It, they're 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 check, check out this album. Just this is what you do. You put it. You you go in your car. It doesn't even matter. Like if you don't have to commute because of COVID, like just get in your car anyway. Right. Yeah. Half the people <laughs> listening are like car. What's a car? <laughs> even if you don't have to commute, like get in your car and turn this up. And drive like for and it's only this is a short album. It goes back to like the short album days of Zeppelin and even ACDC. Um, it's only eight songs. It's like a half hour long. So just go for like a half hour drive and just completely like melt your face off with this album. <laughs> that's what really. That's what that was the one disappointment of this thing for me. It was it was so short. Your face didn't melt. I wanted more. Oh. They left me wanting more. Yeah, they do. They definitely they definitely leave you leave you wanting more. So I mean, this is. This is great. I mean, this guy. So, 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 Dave was talking about the 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 guitar player. Awesome. He plays Les Pauls and Marshalls. So it's that tone. And then the singer, the singer, is easily one of the best rock singers out there right now. You know, he's up there with the guy from Rival Sons, right? Some from Jay Hastings of Rival Sons. Um, he's up there with Miles Kennedy. Like he is incredible. This kid just wails and he's got that kind of higher pitch kind of plantish voice but not like the Greta Flam Fleet kid that's really trying to emulate a plant a lot it's still his own thing just go check it out we, we can talk it, about yeah. this all night but oh it's totally yeah you're right but though. just it is, know it is his own thing you, yeah you, you hear plant in him so much when he hits some of these notes oh yeah the way he in the way he delivers it yeah it, but it is his own thing, and he, he's not ripping it off. And he is. And I did think about I do I do think about Greta Van Fleet, and as much as I want to like them, yeah, we've just, talked it feels about like this. It's such a ripoff. It does, and we have talked what, about this. Yeah, I don't know what it is just, about it, but he loves to do like these like high kind of screeching slides, like Plant used to do. Like it's just it's just awesome. Just just listen to it. Go listen to it. And if you don't like it, then you know you know that's your opinion. But you know you can't really be a guitar dad and not be into this. <laughs> yeah, it's great, and it really, and you know, we, I, I, I know you weren't, you're not of this, uh, you're not of this belief, but I, I used to be, and I'm not anymore. But I used to think rock was kind of dying out, and it no. is back, and it is back with a vengeance. Oh, dude, it's it's. And there's it's, so many great bands, so many great rock bands out oh, there yeah. right now, and we don't so even have bands. all of them. I think I think maybe next time, Dave, we'll do a rundown. I mean, I'm I'm calling out the topic for next. I think we need to do like a rundown of the best you know, current rock bands right now. Um, um, we'll, we'll do that for you guys. Cause this, I'm sure that not everybody listening to this has knows all the bands that we're going to talk about. So, um, but this is definitely one of them. So maybe we'll leave them off. Cause we've like devoted this part of the podcast to them. And we'll just yeah, say besides, dirty, about Joe besides, besides, you know? besides dirty honey, <laughs> here's some other bands that you can listen to that are, that kick That's ass. Right, yeah. Um, so, de- so definitely. So yeah, Dave, I mean, definitely, this is in the running, and we will at the end of the year in December. We will do a, you know, top ten guitar dads albums of twenty twenty one. Top ten, top five, top three. Top we, three. We top, don't want to do that much. Work. We don't want to do that much work. 
<laughs> well, I think we could. I think we could narrow it down. I think we can do ten. I think yeah, we, we can probably, probably do ten. ten. Yeah, we might be able to do ten. We'll see. You um, want to do ten? Yeah, we can do ten. We'll do ten. We can break that down. That works. That works fine. So it's anyway. not going to be too hard to, to to argue over those, right? No, no, I won't. But that'll be part of the fun. Is we'll argue over some of them, and we can have some special guests on that will help us out as well um, to kind of argue about albums. So, so that'll be fun. Um, anyway, so. So what do you think? I think, you know, let's move on to the gear portion of the podcast, which we can do yeah, fairly quickly before we gear? get out of here. So a couple of things. So one thing today that just kind of hit the presses that I'm a little bit excited about, but then at the same time, not that excited is Friedman. So I'll, I think a lot of, you know, uh, Friedman amplification, which just makes some of the killer, most killer amps and pedals out there. Now they also make really high end, um, really high-end guitars as well. So like kind of insanely high-end guitars that look awesome. But anyway, that's beside the point. They're really no for, so Dave Friedman, if you don't know about this amp company, go check them out. They're incredible. They make incredible amps. So they came out with this new thing, which is really a diversion for them because really what they've specialized in is kind of high-end amps, high-end all-tube amps. And then they had their pedals as well. Um, But now what they're doing is they came out with the, the BE... I think call it the BE, is it Mini? The BE Mini. I think it's the BE Mini. The BE yeah. Mini, which is a solid state. It's, it's essentially like a practice amp, but it's 30-watt solid state, which actually is loud enough to get up over drums if you want to get up. And if you don't think a small amp like that can be loud, go check out the Orange Micro Dark. <laughs> the Orange Micro Dark. I had one for a short time. Because, yeah, I was going to say, you have one of yeah, those. I right? had one for a short time because I thought like, oh, maybe it's like a low-powered amp and I can, it's solid state. I can get it that down. That thing was loud. I, yeah, like I can get it down really low for like the bedroom, right? And like to practice and not like wake up my family. I couldn't whoa, get the whoa, thing whoa. low this enough. This is a different podcast now. I couldn't, get the, <laughs> I couldn't get the thing low enough. It was too loud. Yeah, this thing, thing, it was, it was insane. So this is a similar thing as that, right? So again, like we saw, like, what was that thing we talked about a few weeks back? The Howlitzer. Yeah, right. the outlet that was the uh, the EHX, yeah, the Howl- yeah, Howlitzer. Yeah, 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 the Howitzer. Yeah. So these are like these real, and th- th- this is not a pedal board thing. It's actually a little, it's like a little, it's a mini amp, right? It's like kind of like a shoebox size, if not even smaller than that is what it looks like. And it's basically like the BE, and for those of you that don't know, the BE is their big kind of flagship amp. And they also make a BEOD overdrive pedal, which is still one of, to this day, one of my favorite overdrive pedals. Oh, that's not, a, that's it's a not great, really that's an a great overdrive pedal. I would even call it, it's not really an overdrive, it's a distortion, right? It's not really overdrive, it's more distortion. Um, now, is this, is this Friedman, do you think this is Friedman's answer to, not answer, but is this, is this similar, similar um, to, uh, who was, who, who just, I think it was this past year. They released like three different versions of these mini amps. Who was it? Oh, uh, Joyo? No, not Joyo. I can't remember now. Oh. See, I shouldn't bring these things up unless I know. Huh. Um, yeah, I vaguely... I think like, the Andertons guys did a whole a whole thing on them, all three of them. Oh, I thought I it was... three of them. I thought it was Joyo. You, you, you sent me something about them. Oh, and I, I did? I can't remember the company. Yeah. All who right. was it? Oh, I don't know. Well, man. To, uh, check back. Next you know, week. Vox has been making things like this for a while too. But I think I think like it's really it's only three hundred bucks, right? So it's three hundred bucks. It's all solid state. So if if and the thing is, it looks. Re- this is the thing that I think is the coolest thing about the whole thing, is it looks like a little mini Friedman amp, which you know are like high end amps, right? Really nice Tolex. 
it looks great. So like, this is a cool thing. If you don't, maybe this is like your first stamp and you're like a beginner. Um, this would be great for that. Right. The thing is, so, so, and I'm sure it's, I've heard a little bit of demos on the YouTube. It, it sounds good. Like it sounds like the B E O D that's that uh, circuit. And it's essentially that through this little solid state power amps section, which sounds good. And then that's a cool thing for 300 bucks to have this all in one thing. To your point, Dave, you still need a, um, you still need a, um, a cab. So that's an extra expense, but still like you can get a cheap enough cab. You get, you like get, one, a cheap cab, you get yeah. one of those Harley Benton cabs for like 200 bucks. So for like 500 bucks, you got a really cool amp and head and cab and you can just have a great time with this thing and, it, and rock out. So did you find what you were looking for, Dave? It, yeah, it's a uh, Hughes and Kettner. Oh, the Hughes and Kettner little ones. Yeah, so all these... Yeah, like the spirit of rock. They're like the yeah. little 25 watts. It, yeah. It, it, I think it's a cool way for Friedman to kind of capture that part of the market. Like people looking for home rigs, um, cheap stuff that will sound great and, um, you know, and won't, and won't be... Um, it won't, you know, won't be like a tube thing that's going to be incredibly loud. And you can, and you know, if I know Friedman, they're really good at the the master volume. So I'm sure this thing is going to sound great at low volumes as well. So that's another plus. Is it could be a good like bedroom practice amp. Um, so what, so, what but here's say it was a thirty. It's thirty watts. It's thirty watt uh, solid state, which is still pretty damn loud. Um, that is that, so, that is very loud. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure you can gig with this thing if you really wanted to, but so but the, but but where I wanted to go with this, and then we'll wrap this up because we don't have to dwell on it too long. But where I wanted to go with this is I'm really oh, here we go. I'm disappointed. Let's make a note. Let's make a note where we are in time right now, and then this can lead we'll, into this can lead into the next topic um, on the gear list. But I'm disappointed that. It's not, I, I saw the teases for this on the Instagram for Friedman. I really thought it was going to be like a smaller version of their BE 100 amps. So there's a BE 50 and then there's a BE 100. And I thought this would be like a 20 or 30 watt all tube of a version of the BE. And like, and Dave, Dave Friedman has said like in interviews and on his podcast and stuff, he has said like, Oh, the B is such a complex thing. There's a lot going on there. It'd be hard to shrink it down and do it right. Um, you know, he shrunk down a lot of amps. You know, he shrunk down like the, you know, he's got the runt. He's got the um the one that he recently shrunk down at a 20 watt uh, version is the is the Jerry Cantrell s- s- signature, which people say is a lot like the BE uh amp as well, but I don't think it is. I think it's a little more grindier and like hairier than the BE. It's not kind of as as smooth, which is still cool, you know, it's still cool. But um, I really like like a smaller, you know, version of the B100, like their flagship amp. But, you know, like Soldano has done it with their SLO 100. They have an SLO 30 watt amp. It's like $3,000, but it's still, but it's still really, it's it sounds incredible. So this brings me to I am, I'm getting, even though I'm a big fan, you guys know I put up a, a video about the HX Stomp. I'll probably do some more HX Stomp stuff on YouTube. And I love the HX Stomp. I love like the preamp then to the HX because with I do it with my band. But I still have these amps that are behind me, which I like still. But I don't like absolutely, I don't like, I'm not in love with these amps anymore like I used to be. So this is a DSL 40 in back of me. And then there's always an OR 
15 as well from orange what's wrong with the dsl 40 i got over here it's a good i know you got that too <laughs> no, it's a good it's a good amp no no it's great and i'll probably amp, i'll yeah. probably kind of hold, hold on to it because i did like rehouse it so for those of you that aren't watching watching youtube i rehouse it in a really cool head so i took it out of the combo out of the cabinet out of the combo cabinet and i put it in a head that's like a like a brown alligator thing it's it's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> right, Dave? Like, you got to admit, it's, yeah, pretty... it's very cool. <laughs> so yeah. I don't really want to get rid of it just because it looks so cool. Um, but, it, you know, it is cool, but it's not as cool as like a Silver Jubilee or a JCM 800 <laughs> or um, a Friedman BE 100. Now, do I need a screaming, a fire breather screaming amp like that? Stop, stop it. Stop it right there. Do you need? <laughs> this is not about need. This has nothing to do about need. The answer is no. I don't need a fire-breathing screaming <laughs> amp. And this is another topic almost. It's like, and this is just kind of universally agreed now that people don't need these 100-watt amps anymore. No one's playing stadiums. It's, you know, well, people do play stadiums. Those that are play stadiums need them. <laughs> the, those that play stadiums need them, which is like, you know, 100 people worldwide. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so they need them, but you know, the rest of us probably don't need them as much like for your like guitar cave or for your, you know, your cover band on Saturday night in the bar. Like you really don't need them. Um, and you know, yeah, I, I don't see you pulling in a hundred watt amp to like the, some of the clubs that you're. Yeah, some of the, but at the same time, there's also something to be said for you know, it's nice to have the headroom, and I do think the tone of a hundred watt amp is different from a lower wattage amp because of that headroom that's there. I do believe in that. So even if you don't turn it up all the way, but at the same time, I also believe that it's got to be louder to really get that sweet spot of it, right? So there's that is there's that as well, right? So, so, so there's that. So that's why I'm thinking like maybe I'm getting curious about the the Marshall like the the 20 watt uh, version of the Marshalls specifically the Silver Jubilee or or the JCM 800 um the 20 watt things out there that Marshall has out there. So you're coming now. back home to tubes. Yeah, I might like be back into the tubes and just because like I do spend a lot of time down here and it is a little more soundproof so I can kind of turn up amps a little bit. So I might try to um, do some swapping out of amps and um, check that out. Some I don't know when if I'm going to do it anytime soon because I probably do have to get rid of the uh, of the orange in order to to finance it. But you know we'll we'll see how it goes. But anyway, stay tuned for that. That's going to be an exciting exciting thing that I'm probably going to go down that path in the next like six months or so. So. Yeah, so but, uh, stay tuned for that. That's going to be really cool. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll definitely do some content with that, some uh, some uh, some YouTube content. So look out for that on YouTube. Yeah, guitar dads, find us. Yeah, like us, subscribe, hit the like button, the notification bell, all that stuff. You know how it goes. And send us comments and questions. You know, if you want to hear about different topics. If you think we have an opinion you want to hear, I don't know why you would want to you would think that. But if you if you if you feel, if you feel like you want comment to comment on our opinions. If you feel like yeah, if you don't agree with us, like let's hear it, you know? Like I have talked to some people that have listened to the podcast that are kind of friends of mine who are like, "You know what? I didn't like what you said about Bruce Springsteen." And I loved I loved it. We had a conversation about it. It was really good. So um yeah, so we like we we want to hear the comments. We want to hear whether you guys like what we're talking about, whether you agree with us, whether you disagree. It's open discussion. It's music. It's fun, and we should be talking about like 
different things. We'll get different topics out there uh, as 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 we roll along in these pods and and uh, and out on YouTube. But you know, a lot of this can be driven by you, the listener, you, the viewer. So we want right. to know what you guys think. And Bruce, you know, he shouldn't have been driving drunk. Come on, Bruce. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Anyway, okay, well, that's a Guitar Dads podcast. We'll see you next week. Catch you guys on the flip. <laughs> <laughs>